0: Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited for you to join us today. To find out more about us, visit highway.com.au. Wow. Who felt the presence of God tonight? You felt that? You felt that that corporate anointing? I want to talk about that. I want to share about that tonight because uh, I've had it on my heart that, you know, I've titled this message, uh, Focus Your Faith. Focus Your Faith. And I think we're, we're robbed so many times because our focus is on everything else. The circumstance, the situation, the dilemma, the challenge, you know, the mountain, where God says, no, focus your faith. You keep your eyes focused in that faith direction. Anything is possible in God. That's what I love about being a believer. That's what I love about it. In the world, I had an option and it wasn't good since I came to know Christ, I can laugh at those options because there's, there's a dozen I could choose in Him. And I love this gathering together in, uh, in, in our worship and, you know, such faith in the room when we unite together as one. And the old saying is, what you pay attention to grows. What you pay attention to grows. And that works uh, in the natural And in the spiritual. As you know, as a church, we've been in this season after last year of regrouping. And we're talking a lot about our foundation, rebuilding our foundation, you know, to make sure it's strong and then to, to go from there. And one of the absolutes of our foundation must be our faith. It must be our faith. You know, I was reading the book of Acts, as I've been doing a lot lately, And you know, it it kind of, it blows my mind at the early church, how they started out. How they started out, building their foundation of faith in Jesus Christ. They built it in, in Jesus Christ and it inspired me because many of them never even met him. Many of them didn't even know much about They came from all different nations under heaven. Those 3,000 had got saved that day. They wouldn't have even known about Jesus Christ. One message from Peter. Wow. 3,000 get saved. They were added to the church that day. They were from all walks, all cultures, Yet they were able to come together as one in unity. One in unity. And in faith in Jesus Christ, pull it off. Build the greatest organisation that's ever been. The body of Christ. The church of Jesus Christ. And still operating today. So this really challenged me. I don't think there's anything new under heaven, as the Bible says. I think we just got to get back to what we know is right and build. That's what we've got to do. Don't get fancy. Don't get too confusing or too consumed by other stuff. Go back to basics and let's build strong from there. And I don't think you can go wrong. And, uh, you know, how, how did this diverse group of people, if you know anything about people, it's like herding cats. It's like herding cats because people go that they've got they've got their own thoughts, their own ideas, their own things in and you're trying to head them down this one direction. you never do it unless, unless their focus is on one thing. Yeah. On one thing, the one thing that unites us, Jesus Christ, yeah. Jesus Christ. So you know, I see the answer is that they were all focused in that one direction, Jesus Christ, they were were Jews, and if we read in that passage of scripture in verse 37 and, and 38, they were all Jews, right? So they're all on the same kind of religious page. But it says here in verse 37, when the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? And Peter replied, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. They were all brought to the same decision. They were all brought to that same point of salvation. Faith in Jesus Christ. And it's the same for every one of us today. It's the beginning. It's the beginning for each and every one of us. Doesn't matter about your upbringing. Doesn't matter about your culture. Doesn't matter about your heritage. Doesn't matter. You know, whether you, whatever. It comes down to this one decision that you make, that unites us because it focuses our faith on Jesus Christ, and that unites us as one. I love that. It's our responsibility as believers to build our faith in Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God will be increased that way. That way. Let's go back to, uh, you know, we've been in this passage for a little bit, but I just want to read two verses, 42 and 43. It says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. Pretty basic, isn't it? Pretty basic. This is just bread and butter stuff. This is just back to the foundation. But you know the good news? It works. It works. It keeps our focus on faith. The first one we see there in verse 42 was, you know, the teaching. They were devoted to the teaching, to the Word of God. Now, you know they were all Jews. You know that they were all common. They would have had an understanding of the Torah, of the history. You know, they would have heard sermons preached out of Psalms, out of Proverbs. You know, stories about Elisha, Elijah, the prophets of old. They would have had, you know, a whole depth of knowledge about that. And remember that the New Testament hadn't even been written yet. And the Old Testament was all they had. That was, it was really just the Testament. Wasn't old or new yet. It was just the Testament. That's all they had. So the word that built their faith in Jesus Christ came from the personal testimony of the apostles around the teaching of Jesus Christ. They just sat down in rooms and in, and in crowds like this and they, you know, they would just share about you know, what Jesus did, how he came to earth, you know, how he performed many miracles, how he paid the price, how he rose again. You know, that was their word that they would listen to from the apostles, the teachings of Jesus. And that in itself would require much faith. I mean, think about it. Who were these guys? Who were they? No, most of the crowd, the 3,000, they didn't know them. They had no clue who these blokes, they didn't know their background. Why would they believe them? The answer is in verse 38 where it says, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure there would have been many unanswered questions. I mean, I'm sure they all had a bit of an idea and a bit of an unanswered, and, you know, they would be, well, is that right? Is that, you know, does he mean that? There would have been many unanswered questions. But when they felt the presence of the Holy Spirit, it wasn't about understanding. It was about knowing. It was about knowing. See, that's where you focus your faith on knowing Him, on knowing Him, not understanding it, You know the every scripture in the Bible, or, or you know the hermeneutics of you know, not understanding all of that, but the knowing. This is where your faith begins. It's good to have knowledge. It's good to have understanding. Absolutely, the Bible says, "Study to show yourself approved." I'm not knocking that. I'm saying, but all that without the knowing becomes religion. It's the knowing. It's the presence of the Holy Spirit that makes a difference. Hebrews 11.6 says, And without faith it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. You know, the Lord spoke to Annie once, you know, many years ago now, and he said, he, he said, if you want to get to know me, know me through my word. Know me through my word. That sent her on a quest. I tell you, I don't know anyone who reads a word like that girl. I don't know anyone. I, I can wake up, but, you know, during the night, and she's not there. Now, we never had an argument. Not, not every time. You know? But she'd be out there. I've, I've heard her. I've heard her pray and I've listened. Reading the Word. Reading the Word. Praying over the Word. Praying over the Word. Finding the promises of God. Speaking them into being. The promises of God. Prophesying them. And I tell you what, mostly over our kids. Mostly over our kids. That's what mothers do. God cannot. Not hear the prayers of a mother, I'm telling you. Even he's a little afraid of them. (laughs) Seriously. They're powerful people. Scary people, they're mothers. When you bring the kids into the mix, look out. Ah, look out. They'll bite you. You touch the cub. Whew. It works this way. See, when I read the Word, um, and the Holy Spirit reveals something to me. Now, you know what I'm talking about. You've been there, you've, and it doesn't happen all the time. But every now and then, you're reading something, it's like, oh, okay. And you know how I know that's always the Holy Spirit? Because it's about me changing something in me. I have a lot of words for other people who need changes. I'm very good at that. That comes so easy. But, you know, when it's the Lord, It's about changing me. And I I get this word. I get this challenge. And um, the Holy Spirit reveals something. And so, you know, I have to choose faith and action. I choose faith and then I action it in my life. But the problem comes, this is a problem, when, when I intellectually try and figure it out. It crushes my faith soon as I try and understand it, as soon as I try and figure it out and say, well, you know, I think it should work this way, whatever, gone. Poof. Faith evaporates. She can't understand faith. You can't understand it. If you can figure it out in your head, it's not faith. You don't need faith. If you can figure it out in your head, faith a choice. See, I get to choose that word. I get to choose that word. Or I choose my own intellectual standing, understanding. And for me, I've got to tell you, not the latter. That ain't really high for me. Get that word. The second thing that they did well here in verse 42 was this, you know, the fellowship, the corporate gathering. The corporate gathering in verse 42. The fellowship, they came together and they worshipped Jesus Christ and the anointing fell. I'm telling you, when, the, when you get a group of people together, Jesus said, you know, that he is there in the midst. Two or three gathered in my name. I am there in the midst. The Holy Spirit, there's an anointing. There's a presence that comes when we gather and we have our focus in faith on Jesus Christ. There's an anointing that comes, that corporate gathering. You would have felt it tonight. If you were open to the Lord, imagine all these open hearts, you know, looking towards heaven. You know, it, it's, a, it's like the, it's a Holy Ghost magnet. He can't help but, but invade. When you invite him, in, he can't help but come. Now, there would be people sitting in this room tonight, and, and you probably don't know a lot about, you know, the spiritual side of, of this, and you, and you just said, yeah, I felt something. Yep, that's the Holy Spirit. doesn't get any fancier than that. So, yeah, you know, I've had people live leave and say, oh, yeah, gee, gee, I felt good in there. You know why? It's the Holy Spirit. They don't understand that. They don't know what that is. But, gee, it's good. It's good, that anointing, that corporate gathering. Some of the most powerful experiences I've ever had. as a believer was in corporate gatherings like this. Honestly, I I could never deny my faith in a billion years. I've been in his presence. I was in a meeting some years ago now um, of a thousand, it was a conference, there would have been a thousand pastors and wives, all church leaders in this huge conference. And the presence of God came into the place and seriously You couldn't hardly stand. You had to fight to keep on your feet. There were hundreds of people that that just collapsed in this meeting. I was there. I saw this. Next thing we know, after about a half an hour of this this move of the Spirit of God, the, the fire brigade come bursting through the door. The local fire brigade come bursting through the door. I was there. I saw this. One of the neighbours up the street reported flames coming from the roof of the church. They didn't know, they thought the church is on fire. It was the Holy Spirit. They came in and there were bodies laying everywhere. I didn't know what they were thinking. <laughs> what the heck has gone on here? See, intellectually, you can't understand that. It don't make sense. What, what are all these people? Now, we're not talking about a couple of spiritual lightning rods. We're talking about a thousand pastors, church leaders, people who, who get it with the Spirit, understand what it's all about. Not always 100%, but better than most, I would, I would argue. Just a corporate anointing, just a gathering together, and the Holy Spirit came. Powerful, and you know why it was impo- why it was powerful, not just the manifestation and that sort of thing that happened, but sitting to our, the next row in front of us to our right, was a ministry family that I knew, and their daughter suffered from anorexia, and she was like bone, she was bone, and they had prayed and they had gone to doctors and they had sought advice. For you know, for years and years and years to save their daughter's life, and she went down down on the floor in front, and I, I saw her do that. I felt for a little bit because she dropped pretty heavy. No one caught her. No one. No one. There was no one around. And yet, you know what? I had a report a, a few months later that she was healed of anorexia. No one touched her. No one prayed for her just the Holy Spirit. And I wonder, I wonder, would you be bold enough that when you come to church, would you pray this little prayer with me? God, do it again. Do it tonight. Do it tonight. We're hungry. We're standing shoulder to shoulder. We're in unity. Our focus is in faith, on you, Lord, in Jesus Christ. Not on a church building, not on a formula but on the presence of the Holy Spirit. Do it again, Lord. We're ready. We're open. We're hungry. Amen. Pray that every time you come and then just step back a little. It's powerful. (coughs) You feel that presence of God. You feel it like that. I felt it, I'm telling you, many, many times. It does something to your faith. And yet intellectually, you can't figure it out. Number three was in the group gatherings we see here in verse 42, the breaking of bread and prayer. You know, the smaller groups where they got together like home groups and, and, you know, it was more intimate. It wasn't such a corporate gathering, but, you know, they were in homes. They would have been scattered all over the city, different homes. And it was there that, you know, iron sharpens iron. It was there that they would gather in small groups and have communion together and and pray together and someone would bring up a need and say, come on gang, let's let's pray for John. Let's see healing for his mother. Let's and they would commit together as one in faith and begin to action their faith and begin to stand up and prophesy and speak life into John's mum. And then when the, the miracle happened, would celebrate together, encourage one another, how good is God, how wonderful is our God and it affected them on a personal level about the miracles that God did in their lives and the thing was and I've seen this myself when I ran a home group many years ago that you know you knew that person, this wasn't a testimony on a screen somewhere, you knew that person You saw the miracle in their life. You couldn't deny it. Does something to your faith. Builds that faith muscle within us, strengthens us. And the fourth one tonight is faith in action. Faith in action, this is the best one. I'll save the best for last. Verse 43, everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. And really, all the apostles did was action their faith. That's all they did. They had the, the heads up that, you know, walking with Jesus, listening to his teaching, understand what, what you know, what he was doing and, and seeing the miracles of himself that they intellectually could not understand. But there it was, the lame walked, the blind saw. And they said, well, you know, He said greater things, let's let's do this. Let's action our faith. And now they're starting to see miracle after miracle after miracle and these new believers on day one, they're looking at that going, wow, this is awesome. And it wasn't long before they started to perform signs and wonders themselves. So how do I know? Well, Hebrews 13, 7 and 8 says this, Remember your leaders who who spoke the Word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate them. Imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. Does that mean he's the same today? Does that mean he's the same tonight? Come on, who are we? We're the church. We're believers in Jesus Christ. Our focus is on faith. Do miracles happen today? Can they happen tonight? You better believe it. Now, it'll take some convincing because intellectually, we can't figure this out. So it's a bit shaky ground. This is what took the world by storm. This is what took the world by storm. Their foundation of faith, their their focus on faith, their action in faith took the world by storm. People couldn't argue that. When your son's a cripple and, and he gets healed on the spot, you can't argue that. Intellect doesn't come into that. You can't figure that out. You just celebrate and rejoice yeah. and praise Him. That's simple. Ordinary people put their faith in action and God showed up. <laughs> God showed up. Miracles happened. And i tell you what, it sure got the world's attention. It sure got the world's attention. It wasn't the lights and the music and the, the best sound on the planet. It was every individual believer actioning their faith, trusting Jesus that as I step out now in your name, that I can pray for that person, I can pray for that situation, I can begin to declare and prophesy the word of the Lord over that circumstance and situation. No different today. Faith is a muscle. You've got to exercise it. But see, our intellect, our intellect is the locked door to the gym. Can't get in. Can't get in to exercise it when you're trying to think it through. That's why I call this message, Focus Your Faith. There's opportunities every day all around us. All around us. And you know, some we see, some we don't. But the ones we see, we try and figure it out and nothing happens. Instead of just stepping out in faith and saying, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray. You know, the amount of people that I have prayed for just random who have said, Oh, you know, my back's bad or, you know, my wife left me or whatever, you know. And I've said, Can I pray for you? You know what every one of them have done? physically bash me no not true that's what you were expecting punch me to the ground no no they actually said would you thank you every response has been that and intellectually we we think something different is going to happen opportunities around us, but, but we look at them through intellectual eyes instead of the eyes of faith, the eyes of faith. James 1, 2 and 3 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let me just say that Scripture again, right? Consider it pure joy, My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Now you process that intellectually, and that has got to be the dumbest statement in Scripture. Who on earth is going to rejoice when trials of every kind attack you, come at you? Don't make sense. It doesn't make sense to do that. But if you focus your faith, and if you put your faith in action, the word says, no weapon formed against me can prosper. Amen, I'm the head, not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. It doesn't matter. He, He sets a table for me in the midst of my enemies. That's powerful folks. You're going to grab this promise for your life and and stand and speak out and declare it, prophesy it, action your faith, and you'll see miracles. You will see miracles happen. Now, we're not just going to hear this word tonight. We're going to action it. Now, I didn't know they were singing that song. I never heard that song before. I've never heard that song before. I didn't know. They didn't know what I was preaching about tonight. But I've asked them to come up and sing that song again about getting out of that grave, about beginning to prophesy, beginning to speak. And when we sing this song, this is what I want you to do. I want you to focus on one area of your life. It might be a friend. It might be a a, a job. It might be a circumstance. It might be a situation. Amen. That I want you to, to build your faith in, exercise that muscle. Begin to stand up. Don't think about it. Don't try and understand it. Begin to stand up and prophesy this song. Sing this song like it's a declaration over your life. And build your faith. Build your faith. It's going to be every day. Can I give you just one area? I'll give you one area that will build your faith from day one. And that is in the area of tithing. Nobody likes to talk about it, No, it's a, it's a principle in God. God says, I will, I will give you the ability to create wealth. I'll give you the ability, I'll give you the, the talent and the gifts and what to, to create wealth. Here's the deal I want the first 10%, that's mine. You have the 90 if you will trust me with the first 10, giving me the first 10, then I will multiply your 90. But if you keep the 100 for yourself, then, you know, that's it. You tie my hands. I can't bless that. Why? Because there's no faith in it. Why do we do that? To collect money? No. No, because we do it because it teaches us a faith principle. What is that? We either trust Him or we don't. We either trust Him or we don't. And, and it, I tell you, I've been around church a long time. Money is the number one thing. Money is the number one issue. I've had people say, to them, I can't afford to tithe. Yet they spend more on coffee in a week. Then more on coffee in a week and maybe give God a tip on Sunday. No, come on. Exercise your faith. Say, God, I trust you. I trust you. I'm not going to hold on to it. I'm going to go by your word. Your word. See, I tell you, if you don't tithe, you're never going to grow in faith. Because deep down, whether you say it or not, you don't trust Him. Because if you really trusted that He would multiply the 90, you'd give Him 20%. Because it's a good deal. It is. It's a good deal. Amen? So when we sing this, start to make some declaration in your heart. Start to stand up as a believer, not a church attender, a believer in Jesus Christ and start to focus your faith. And from this building tonight, let's go out this week and start to pray for people and say, God, I'm, I'm trusting you. I'm believing. I'm believing that you put that person in. I'm going to pray for that person. I'm going to see a miracle happen. I'm going to declare life where there's death. Amen. Proclaim it. You have the voice to do that. You're a child of the living God, creator of the universe. That's your father. If he can create everything with words, so can you. You can bring life and life to the full. Amen. Jesus promised that. Come on, stand to your feet. Just before we start, take a moment. What's that thing? What's that area? What intellectually has shut the door on you, on your gym? You need to forget about the the intellectual side of it. Start to exercise your faith. Say, God, I'm in this. God, I'm in this. Sing this song. Prophesy this song. Declare this song. This will be your mantra over miracles in your life. Amen? Amen. Come on, let's go.